Most entrepreneurs miss out on opportunities due to lack of leadership or not knowing how to connect with the right people. They struggle keeping their sales pipeline full and booking qualified leads. On Business Leaders Network, you will learn from experts who will give you tactical tools and strategies to help you grow as a leader and how to keep your sales pipeline full, increasing your bottom line. Now, here is your host of Business Leaders Network with your strategic business success coach, J.R. Spear. Hey, welcome back, everyone. My name is JR, and I am your host on the Business Leaders Network, and we are on the Inspire Choices Network. And every week we come live and give you guys tips and strategies that can help you grow, grow as a leader in business and finance and you know systems, processes, marketing, and sales. And I love bringing on amazing guests that can share their knowledge and their expertise that can help you guys grow and make a bigger impact. But before we dive into our interview, you know, I want to invite you guys to join us on our live training calls every single week where we go live and, t- and give you guys tips and strategies on leadership, sales, marketing, systems and processes, as well as networking with other industry leaders that can help you guys grow. Just go to blncommunity.com. That's blncommunity.com. Check us out and join us on one of our live training calls. And if you have not grabbed a copy of my book, The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire, I'd love to send you a copy. Go to jrspear.com, jrspear.com. Click on the link and uh, make your purchase to get a copy of my book. All right. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is Alex Aloro, and he is a renowned digital marketing consultant and the founder, managing director of All Marketing Services. With a degree in marketing from Georgetown University, he has established himself as an expert in driving business growth through innovative strategies. Alex's expertise includes SEO, social media, pay-per-click advertising, and more. He is known for his client-centric approach and track record of success. As a speaker and thought leader, he shares his insights at industry conferences, and in his spare time, Alex volunteers for education-focused nonprofits. Alex, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, JR, for inviting me. No, I'm, I'm glad uh, to finally meet you. You're in my backyard, and and uh, so anytime I can connect with people that live not too far from me is definitely a special treat. So the question that I always like to ask everyone when they get on here is like, what is your core offer, and what what are you doing to make an impact in the world? Well, um, when I created my company, I wanted to do something different. I see that most companies base marketing agencies base their value on vanilla metrics in if we are talking about advertising they care about the cost per click or the click-through rate or the number of leads a company receives or the number of sales but those metrics have no value for the company for our clients so we always focus on generating revenue and profitability, not just leads, not just clicks, not just visitors to the website. So that's uh, our focus. Always bring more revenue and more profits to our clients. That's awesome. So what what what, what got you started in wanting to get into marketing? And who's your target audience? Well, I started uh, many, many years ago. Uh, I designed my first web page in 1995, so it's been a while. And uh, I have a degree in computing, uh, but after I got an MBA back in 2004, I realized that IT wasn't so important as you think it is. So I did a trans- uh, transition to the marketing in, uh, area, and digital marketing was the closest to, to IT and technology because I was always bound to, to web technologies. 
So I started doing some digital marketing. I created an agency in Spain back in 2008, and I had that company until I moved to the U.S. in 2013. So Very cool. Yeah, so it sounds like you got quite the experience and for what you do, and you have uh, been able to help quite a bit of people. Now, one thing that we discussed about you know coming on our show today that I think is a really good topic for us to uh, have is one that you're helping your clients about harnessing qualitative data for success. Why don't you explain to me about how you do that and what is some of the process that our listeners can gain by uh, following your system? Sure. So having Google Analytics installed on your website is right now a commodity. Everyone has Google Analytics, but that is quantitative data. So you just know you have a bunch of numbers, but those numbers don't give you much more information. You know what happened, but you don't know why those numbers are those numbers and not more or less. So you need a, a different kind of data that is qualitative data. So you can understand why you had just 2,000 uh, visitors last month or 20 leads or whatever the number is. So managing and working with uh, qualitative data is very important for our business to succeed. And more if you are in the lead generation uh, or you're a service company. For e-commerce, you can track sales, you can have a more or less complete picture, but with service companies that base their uh, business on leads, is there is a lot of things that happen offline. So having that uh, qualitative data will give you the full picture and you can control the, the full process. What would you say the biggest issue is most companies have when it comes to generating leads and collecting this data? Well, you know you have received X number of leads in the last month, but you don't know how people is behaving when visiting your landing page, uh, what is happening, why they click on the phone number, but they didn't make the phone call, or they started uh, filling the phone, but they didn't submit the phone. So there is a lot of information that happens in that uh, landing page that is very important in the process. And if you don't have that, and Google Analytics won't give you that information, you are completely lost. Yeah. I mean, just like what you're saying is like, you know, it's one thing to generate a lot of leads, but if you don't have predictive, uh, you know, outcome for what you're doing, it's it's really hard to actually be consistent with it over and over again. So if people are don't have like the process of saying, hey, you know what, I don't really know, like the, you know, the behavior of the leads that are coming in, how would they how would they go about starting that process? Well, the same way that they have installed Google Analytics on their website, there are a ton of tools that they can use to gather some kind of a qualitative data. Uh, one of those could be Microsoft Clarity. It's a free tool. And with Microsoft Clarity, you can have heat maps of your landing page. But one of the most relevant things are session recordings and watching how people behave when they are visiting your website, will give you a ton of information. Maybe they are not scrolling down and they are not seeing your offer because the 
the principal message, the main message on the above the fall area is not relevant to your visitors. So maybe you are spending a lot of money on, uh, on Google ads. People is clicking on your ads, but they visit your website. And after five seconds, they leave because the message above the fall is not relevant for the keyword or for the, what they are looking for. So that could be something that heat maps and session recording can give you uh, great insights about that. Yeah. So, so when uh, when it comes to Microsoft Clarity, I mean, is that you said that's a, a software that's embedded into your website that gives you more heat maps? Yes, exactly. You just install a script the same way you install Google Analytics, and you are good to go. And Clarity will start retrieving information, uh, recording some sessions of the visitors to your website, and checking those. Obviously, if you have 100,000 visitors a month, you can watch each and every session. But having watching just a small group, and you can segment by demographics, by time that they spend on the page, you can get a lot of insights. And that combined with information on the heat map will give you, for example, what I mentioned before. Maybe your message is not good, and they are not scrolling down, and they are not uh, seeing your offer. Or maybe there is a problem with your form, and although people is trying to fill in the form, they can submit. And we have the example of a big law firm in California. They were spending more than $250,000 a month on advertising, and there mm -hmm. was a huge issue with their forms because they had a validation for the phone number, and the phone number must be in a specific format and it wasn't clear for people which format to use for the phone number. So we couldn't realize about this problem until we installed a kind of software similar to Clarity. And watching the session recordings, we saw that many people were trying to fill in the form, but they weren't able to submit because that problem with the phone number validation. Yeah, so when... Uh, you... Go ahead. Yeah, so... When we corrected that, the conversions, the number of, of forms submitted increased by 70%, only doing that. Mm -hmm. So so you said something kind of interesting. You said that you, one of your clients would be spending around, what, $250,000 a month on paid advertising? Mm -hmm. So why don't you break down the, the difference that you recommend when it comes to paid versus organic traffic? Well, organic is good, obviously. It's free. You don't pay for it. Or at least you don't pay at that moment because you have to do a lot of work to rank number one on Google. The problem in the last years is that Google wants to make more profit and they are showing a lot of ads before you get to the first organic result. So now if you are looking for a local service company, let's say a plumber, first you have the local service ads, those that appear with a photo of the professional, plus a check uh, with a warranty that Google warranties the service. Then you see the three pack, the map, and there they add some ads also. Then you see the regular Google ads. So on a mobile cell, you have to scroll down like three complete screens, before you see the first organic result. 
and yeah. getting to number one on Google is not an easy thing because it's like a car race. Imagine NASCAR. You are working the whole year on your car. You think that you have the best car that uh, there is in the market. And then one competitor has a better car because they have also been working on their cars. So yeah. if you have an amazing car, you won't want the race. You won't be the number one. Maybe you are, you are fifth or sixth in the, in the race, not number one. So sale SEO is very complicated and it takes a lot of time before you can get amazing results. And on the other side, Google Ads is immediate. You start running and you start getting clicks and visitors to your landing page in the very same moment. And another advantage of Google Ads versus SEO is that on Google Ads, you show the content focus on converting that visit into a lead, while SEO, the page, is probably more informative because Google runs good content and you have to have a ton of text in that page in order to rank good for a, uh, for a given keyword. While on uh, Google Ads, you can show a page with just focusing, removing navigation, because you want that person to stay in that landing page and convert into a lead in that same visit. So that's uh, the big differences between Google Ads and SEO. Yeah, so I, I have a, since we live kind of in a digital era and there's like a coach on every corner nowadays and a lot of people going in the online space, how can someone in the online space really leverage Google Google ads or Google my business when, you know, you have to, I mean, from my experience, and maybe there's a workaround with it, but when you have to have a physical location to actually run that, is there a way or a little trick that, you know, someone in the online space can leverage Google and SEO to help them build their business without having a physical location? Without a physical location, Google is... Uh... It's not making it easy for people to rank well on the three pack on Google Maps if you don't have a physical location. There are something called service areas, but in my experience, having a location, a verified location, will help you rank uh, faster. Yeah. So, so in yes. essence, so, so someone that doesn't have a physical location, they they can't really look at Google to expand with SEO. Is that right? Well, or, they, can, or? they can try to create a Google My Business profile and provide their home uh, address for verification purposes to Google. And then instead of showing uh, that address, they can define a service area. So that way saying, okay, we serve Maryland, Virginia, and DC. That could be a workaround to create a profile and be validated by Google. But they want you to verify it physically, so they need to uh, that you provide a real address where they can send a postcard with a code that you will use to verify that you are a real person, that you are not a robot that is trying to uh, to fool the system. Very good. All right. Well, we're going to get ready to go to our first break for today, and but when we get back, one thing I would really love to address is we, you know, speaking to. The, a new startup type entrepreneur, new new business owner that's coming in here and saying, hey, you know what? I don't really have any money to invest in paid ads or, you know, or I just don't know where to start when it comes to getting my branding out there and how to actually get my name 
moving so I can generate some sales. I love for you to walk through a step-by-step process of what you would recommend for that new startup company when it comes to generating leads and helping them build their business. So everyone stay tuned and we will come back here shortly. Most entrepreneurs miss out on opportunities due to lack of leadership or not knowing how to connect with the right people or the right customers. They struggle keeping their sales pipeline full and booking qualified leads. What would your business look like if you had a team to support you referring your ideal clients who are excited and ready to buy? Business Leaders Network is a mastermind networking community where we focus on education, learning from industry leaders, networking, and building real connections. You can learn more by visiting businessleadersnetworking.com or by tuning into our weekly show with your strategic business success coach, J.R. Spear, on Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Business Leaders Network with J.R. Spear. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to grow at businessleadersnetworking.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, welcome back, everyone. And my name is JR, and I am your host on the Business Leaders Network. And today we have a very special guest. His name is Alex Loro. But before we dive back into our show, I just want to make sure that you guys got the invite to our weekly mastermind training call where we have come together every single week and teach you guys on leadership, sales, marketing, systems, processes, and finances, as well as networking opportunities to connect with other industry leaders so you can grow your influence and grow your impact. All you have to do is go to www dot blncommunity.com that's www.blncommunity.com click on get started and i'll love to have you guys come join us as one of my guests if you have not grabbed a copy of my book the the success guide to building your coaching empire love for you to grab a copy by going to jrspear.com that's jrspear.com and i love to put a copy of my book in your hands all right alex laurel thank you so much again for being here today and kind of a recap we talked a little bit about you know data, why it's important, why behaviors and understanding behaviors when you're getting this data is important when it comes to legion and marketing and and building the business, as well as going through a little bit of difference between you know uh, organic and paid traffic. But uh, kind of want to take a little twist uh, going forward because you know we we speak to a lot a, of small business owners, and I think that you got a lot of knowledge and experience. I'm always interested to hear like what is the process that you would enlighten people or coach someone on if they're saying, hey, you know what? I'm a brand new business. I don't have a whole lot of funds. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to, where, what's the first thing I need to do to get my brand, my product, my service out there. What should I be doing? 
Well, first of all, if you start a business, you must have a USP, a unique selling proposition. So defining why people should choose you over your competitors is the first thing that you should do. What makes you different? What, how can you help people? Because you don't need or you shouldn't uh, sell what you, the services that you provide. You should talk about the problems that you solve. So having that uh, unique selling proposition is the first step when you start your business. And you must be consistent with that messaging through your website, social media, or even in-person events, networking, uh, when talking to your clients. So that is, should be the, the first step. Okay. After so that, after, after, yeah, after they figure out the USP and what makes them different, the competitive advantage, what, what would be the next step? I mean, for me, I really take people through like foundational pieces, almost exactly what you're talking about. We got to know what makes us different but also leaning on that vision. Like, where are you going to go? You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that without vision, you won't, you won't prosper. And so you got to know where you're going and what, what, where, what's the steps that's going to take to get there. You got to know who your ideal client is. You got to know your messaging. You got to know the problems that you're even solving. And then you got to put together your irresistible offer. What would you say your steps and processes when it's just kind of, I'm, I'm looking for speed. Like what is the first thing they understand what their competitive advantage is, what makes us different, but how am I going to start getting money in my bank account today? Sure. So if you are studying and you don't have money to start running ads, you must be very active, trying to read and put your message in front of that audience that you are looking for. If you are an attorney specialized in work comp, you must be close to people talking about that problem. If you are a plumber, you must be in those uh, websites in those events where people are talking about that uh, about the services that you can provide. So Reddit, Quora, LinkedIn, other sites that where you can share your knowledge, that where you can show that you are a thought leader in that uh, specific area that the, in the services that you provide. So trying to be in front of your audience is the, one of the first steps that you should be doing. And LinkedIn is an amazing platform for that. Okay, so let, let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn because you know there might be some people that have a lot of success with it, but then there's others that never really got any traction with it. What, what separates someone that has success from generating leads from LinkedIn versus someone who doesn't? Well, first, being authentic. If you are just salesy and you just... Hey, JR, I would like to connect with you. I sell this. You're going to say, okay, not interested, and you're going to blog me. But if I contact you and say, hey, JR, I love your podcast. I have listened to your podcast. I have learned a lot. Last episode with uh, whatever. Trying to create a connection, not trying to sell. You're just trying to spread the word about you, about what you do. But if you try to sell, from the first very first moment, you're doing that wrong. Because in the end, LinkedIn is like a virtual uh, event where you talk to people and you mm -hmm. want to create connections. You don't want to sell in that moment. And that is what people uh, make wrong on LinkedIn. I received like 20, 30 connections a day. People just trying to sell. So yeah. 
that messaging is what will make the difference between success or fail on LinkedIn. Yeah. So let's, let's shift gears a little bit. So we, we talked about the, the startup. When should someone make a decision on moving to more paid traffic from organic? Well, as I mentioned, organic might take three, four, six months, one year for very competitive spaces and keywords. While with Google Ads, you can have traffic and leads in the same day. So you have to be strategic about how you manage your budget. Obviously, you put all your eggs in the same basket. You're going to have a problem because money, you can run out of money if you spend all your money on ads and you don't get the quality of the leads that you want. Because one thing, when we talk about lead generation, is the number of leads, but a completely thing is the quality of those leads and how you convert those leads into clients. You can get 100 calls a day, but if you can't convince those people that you are the right person for the service, you are throwing the money away. Yeah. So you must so, be. So how do you determine a budget? How do you determine how much money to spend on paid traffic and what what not to spend? Well, you know the cost that your business must support every month. You know, okay, I have to pay for the rent of uh, my office space. I have to pay for this, this, and this. I need $10,000 a month just to cover my expenses. So to do that, I need 10 clients. So with that in mind, you can try to do some math and see, okay, I run an experiment on Google Ads. I spent $200, $300, and I see if I got any leads or not, the quality, and you can make a projection saying, okay, so to cover for $10,000, I need 10 new clients. I'm converting one in 10 leads, so I need 100 leads a month. And you can do the math uh, and see which budget is right for you. Just to cover that and then think of saying, okay, and then I have another two extra thousand dollars a month that I can spend on SEO. So in the future, instead of spending five thousand dollars a month on that, maybe I can spend only two thousand because I'm getting more organic leads. Yeah, so good. So talk to us a little bit more about understanding that data. When it comes to page traffic, what are some key things that you want to look for? I know you mentioned before behavior and uh, getting some clarity on that. But what, when you're when you're doing an evaluation or audit on someone's ad campaign, what are you looking for? Well, first of all, you must connect for lead uh, generation. You must connect your CRM with Google Ads. Without doing that, you are completely blind because you are generating leads. But you don't know if you can't connect your CRM to your Google Ads account. You don't know which leads of those 100 leads that you get in one month, which ones are good and which ones are not. So if you retrofit Google Ads with that information and the profit and 
of each and every client, Google Ads will learn, okay, so maybe for your company, woman uh, in the 35 to 50 years old are your clients that are converting, while male between 25 to 35, they never convert. So having that information will make you, well, your campaigns will perform much better because Google will know exactly which people uh, to show their ads and get more leads, more quality leads. So creating that connection between your CRM and having that process documented so you can attribute not only at the campaign level, but which keywords are bringing the most profitable clients. If you don't have that information, you will be, be spending a lot of money on keywords that maybe you thought that were relevant, but, but they are not because people are looking for a different thing when looking for that keyword. Yeah. So they're looking for that keyword that uh, on the different ads that they're doing. Now, what, what how, how would you know? I, I know there's so much when it goes into ads when it comes to like, what to change, what not to change. I mean, always doing split testing and all these different things. And I guess the big thing that I'm trying to really get at is figuring out like where, to, what things are most important to look at and when is it right to make a pivot and switch? And when is it right to actually kick up the budget for the ads that you are, are pushing out? Well, you always have to be testing. So even if our not is working really well for you, you can always improve. So running some tests, changing some headers, changing some description in the ad, little by little, you will improve a lot. 1% improvement every day is not 10% in 10 days. It's much more than that because it is exponential compared to the previous day. So yeah. doing just little improvements at the end of the year is going to make a huge difference for you and for your business. How do so, you know how do you know what's the best lead magnet to actually convert for your business? Well, you don't know because each business is different because you are surrounded by different competitors. So for one company, maybe a white paper can work. For others, um, a free consultation works better. So it depends on every company and the kind of service that they provide. So there is no just one show fits all in this case. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, we uh, we need to get off to our second break right now. But when we get back, because you mentioned heavily on a CRM and, and making the importance of having that. And I would love for you to kind of walk through a process of once you generate that lead from where the ad of wherever you generate that lead from, and they go into your CRM, what does that backend process look like for you? So we take them from one, uh, first understand your USP of knowing what makes you different. Once you identify that and you figure out who your perfect clients, where they're hanging out with and how you're going to generate those leads, where you're going to get get those ads from, or where you're going to spend those money on the ads and then convert them over to your CRM, which those of you listening, if you don't know what CRM, it's your customer service, customer uh Oh, gosh, I can't even think about it. Uh, your cu customer uh, retention management system, right? No, customer. Relationships. Right. It's what? 
Customer relationship system. Relations, yeah, customer relationship management system. Um, so I just had a brain fart at the moment. So when you take them from the ad or the lead or whatever it is that you generated that lead from, you take them to your, your CRM. And then from there, I would like to discuss what does that next process look like when it comes to nurturing, getting them on a call and closing that sale. So stay tuned. And when we come back, I would love to hit on more of that. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Most entrepreneurs miss out on opportunities due to lack of leadership or not knowing how to connect with the right people or the right customers. They struggle keeping their sales pipeline full and booking qualified leads. What would your business look like if you had a team to support you referring your ideal clients who are excited and ready to buy? Business Leaders Network is a mastermind networking community where we focus on education, learning from industry leaders, networking, and building real connections. You can learn more by visiting businessleadersnetworking.com or by tuning into our weekly show with your strategic business success coach, J.R. Spear, on Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Business Leaders Network with J.R. Spear. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to grow at businessleadersnetworking.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, welcome back, everyone. My name is JR, and I am your host on the Business Leaders Network. And today, we have a very special guest, Alex Laurel, who is all about all about marketing services. And if you guys missed the first half of the show, we talked a lot about you know, figuring out what is your USP, your unique selling proposition, what, uh, who's your ideal client, where to find them, what, when should you be focusing more on, you know, uh, organic type traffic to grow your business or paid traffic, and what does that look like, and the things that you need to pay attention to when it comes to the type of leads that you are getting and where to send them to. So we are in a, you know, going into the next part of our show. I really want to focus heavily on going into like after you generate that lead and you get them in our CRM, what is our next step? But before we dive back into that, I want to remind you guys, if you have not joined one of our weekly training calls, we go live every single week inside of our Business Leaders Network community, where we talk to you guys about leadership, sales, marketing, systems, processes, and finances. I would love for you to come join us as we are all there to mastermind and work together so that way we can help each other grow and make a bigger impact. And we also have networking calls with breakout rooms and doing so many cool things. So if you guys have not checked us out, go to blncommunity.com. That's blncommunity.com. Click on get started and, and check us out. And then if you guys have not grabbed a copy of my book, go to jrspear.com called The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire, where I walk you through four non-negotiable tasks that you need to do daily to make an impact in the growth of your business. Go to jrspear, S-P as in Papa, E-A-R.com and grab a copy of my book today. 
All right, Alex, you know, thank you so much again for being here today. You know, we definitely unpacked a lot of information when it comes to organic paid traffic, the importance of data, the behaviors that are happening whenever you're whenever you have the data and and where people are going and how to recognize it. Now, we mentioned a lot about like, okay, once you get that lead, we need to make sure that we attach that lead, that lead magnet or the paid ad, whatever it is where we're getting the information from. And we need to push it out to uh, our CRM, which is a customer relation management system, where we can nurture those relationships. So what I would like to focus on right now for the last part of our show is what does that back end look like? And what are some key components that you recommend that all of us should be following when it comes to really making sure that we're taking care of that lead that we work so hard to achieve? Well, CRM is useful to track the full process and see what is working, what is not, which kind of lead you convert, which kind of a lead you don't convert. So the back office, CRMs, there are hundreds in the market. There is no one that is perfect. For small businesses, there are a ton of them that can be really good. And even the free version of Hotspot for a small business owner can be more than enough, and it's completely free. So you don't need to spend $40, $90 a month or even more on a CRM when Hotspot, the free version, can fulfill the, your needs at, at that moment. Maybe when you grow, you may need uh, something additional, but for now, for starting, a free CRM can be a, a good option. And what you need to do is document and trace everything. So you need to know exactly, okay, this lead converted to a client and the source was a lead magnet on my website or the source was a networking event that I attended, a VLN uh, networking events. Uh, whatever the, the origin of that uh, lead is, you must track so you can see, okay, leads coming from VLN I'm getting a profitability of five times or $10,000 per client. Leads coming from my website are just providing an average of $2,000. So that way you can track, okay, maybe I should focus more on networking events or I should focus more on Google Ads and, and don't spend money on Facebook or LinkedIn. So you must know exactly uh, how profitable your clients are for each of the sources that you have. Yeah, that's really good. All right, so we get them in the CRM. Do you have like a, I know you mentioned HubSpot and I, I used HubSpot a long time ago and currently now I use other platforms like Go High Level and ClickFunnels and, and a bunch of other things. What is What are some key things you recommend that they need to have inside of there? So between email marketing, text campaigns, uh, how often should people be messaging you know, their, the list once they get? Like what I, I know you mentioned right now is like, okay, be able to track the source of where that lead came from. Now, once we track that source of where that lead came from, what is the next step that someone needs to make sure they're paying attention to? Well, your messaging, because the lead is just the first step in, the, in your sales process. And there is a lot of mm, process that is offline. So, Reviewing your sales process is very important, and you have to see if those marketing efforts that you are running are aligned with your sales process. 
because maybe you have what we call marketing qualified leads, but they are not ready for sales. Maybe you are getting leads that are looking for information, but are not ready to convert to buy your services, buy your product. So having that alignment is very important. Yeah, how, how often should we be messaging our audience once they become a lead inside of our system? Well, it depends on the industry and the needs. Um, when you need a lawyer, you want the lawyer right now. So it's not a long process. You must to convince those people in the first 48 hours or they will look for a different one or a, pro, or a plumber. But if you are looking for a marketing agency, probably your process is going to take two or three months until you find the right partner. So yeah. depending on how long your sales process is, you must define a follow-up that could be email, could be SMS messaging. Uh, you can use different channels to do that. But it will depend on your sales cycle. And if for the short uh, uh, cycles, probably one, two messages is more than enough. For a sales cycle that can be extended for two or three months, probably you should try to reach out or provide information or send some relevant content to those leads every week, twice a week, that would be good. So they keep you in mind saying, okay, you, you must to position yourself as a thought leader for the, that lead. So providing content that is valuable for those people is a good way of keep them, so you keeping their consideration. So when they choose to, to buy your services, they are thinking about you. Yeah. What is the percentage of content that you deliver that is going to be focused more on value-driven versus offer-given? So, so what I mean, you what? Yeah, for me, it would be 75% value, 25 sales, because in the end, you want to sell something. But yeah. You must provide value. If not, if you just send sales messages to that lead, they are going to unsubscribe because they don't find any value in that message. Hey, I know you are one of the people that I'm considering to hire, but don't send me an SMS each and every day with your offer because I know already your offer. But if you send me relevant content, you provide value with that content, then my uh, the way that I think about your company, about your services, is going to be different. Yeah. So, all right. So, seventy-five percent value-driven and twenty-five percent is going to be more sales-driven for an offer. When you're when when you're trying to sell from an, let's just say email campaigns, sell from an email campaigns, is your focus and goal for the sales to lead them to a call? or sell them on a low-ticket offer, or are you immediately trying to sell on your high-ticket services in the email? For high-ticket, value is very important. So first, create that perception of you are a thought leader, and then you can try to sell your services, your high-ticket uh, services. But if you try to sell from the beginning, it's like, okay, I don't know you, but you want me to pay you $10,000 for an audit or for doing uh, this kind of service, you must 
provide value before you can ask for $10,000. Once you have proved that you can be uh, really valuable to that company, then that is the moment that you can start selling. But starting yeah. selling from the beginning, for me, is not a good practice. Yeah, I always tell my my clients saying you got to serve first and ask later. So we got to serve our audience mm-hmm. with high value content as much as you can before you even get permission to even ask for a sale. And kind of going back to my my original question was like, you know, my my belief on anything that's high ticket, you know, one or two thousand dollars or more, and uh, it's a lot easier to sell when you're through a phone conversation, a Zoom call, or something like that versus trying to sell directly from an email and ad or, or anything like that. So um, I'm not sure on your take on that one, but for me, I'm always just trying to get them on a, a phone or a Zoom call or something like that to make it more personal so I can, you know, read their read their body language, read, you know, kind of make it more personal and who they are and things like that, uh, especially for more high ticket type sales. But, you know, anything low ticket, it's like, okay, if it's a hundred bucks, whatever, try to sell that through an email if you can and versus exactly. just going or, or $500, just get that through an email. And, you know, if they're, if they're listening to your content they believe and trust you and uh, who you are and see value and belief that what you have to offer can help them, then it should be a no brainer for them to move forward with it. So a lot of really good stuff for you on, uh, on what, on, on all this content, you're kind of talking more about a little recap, but going in from learning more about your UPS system, your who your ideal client is, where to find them, how to generate that lead, taking that lead to your social media or to your CRM and then nurturing that campaign from the CRM after that, that can lead them to a sale and just really understanding serving before asking and uh, having given value first is uh, is the big piece that you know I want everyone to be able to hear for what you're saying. So we're going to go to our last break. And uh, when we get back, I want to talk more about you and what you're doing and and uh, who your ideal client is and how they can get in touch with you. So let's stay tuned and then we'll come back and touch base with Alex here shortly. Most entrepreneurs miss out on opportunities due to lack of leadership or not knowing how to connect with the right people or the right customers. They struggle keeping their sales pipeline full and booking qualified leads. What would your business look like if you had a team to support you referring your ideal clients who are excited and ready to buy? Business Leaders Network is a mastermind networking community where we focus on education, learning from industry leaders, networking, and building real connections. You can learn more by visiting businessleadersnetworking.com or by tuning into our weekly show with your strategic business success coach, J.R. Spear, on Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Business Leaders Network with J.R. Spear. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to grow at businessleadersnetworking.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, welcome back, everyone. My name is JR, and I'm your host in the Business Leaders Network. And a very special show today where we interviewed Alex Laura, who's all about marketing services, and went through a lot of key foundational pieces of what we need to do to help generate those leads, where to send them to. So if you missed the first half of the show, Make sure you guys go back, listen to it, so that way you guys can gain some value that can potentially help you guys grow. And if you have not joined us during our weekly mastermind training calls, we would love to invite you. 
to one of our business leaders network training calls. And that is every Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And uh, where we go through, you know, different strategies to help you guys grow in leadership, sales, marketing, systems, processes, finances, as well as networking and connecting with other industry leaders. So that way you can grow your network, your impact to make a bigger influence in the world. So go to blncommunity.com. That's www.blncommunity.com. Click on Get Started. All right, Alex, I would love to give an opportunity for you to talk a bit more about the last uh, five or six minutes or so. Who's your ideal client? What do you, who do you love working with? How can they get in touch with you? And you know, maybe share a little bit about one of your best client success stories. Sure. So we help a small and business, uh, a small and medium-sized businesses. So we can start with an entrepreneur that is launching a new company and they need some help with marketing, or we can work with established companies are already doing 10, 20, 30 million a year. And uh, we help them define their digital strategy. And we focus uh, a lot on advertising, although we can work with them, also helping them with social media, with SEO, uh, different services. But as I mentioned before, our focus is to make our clients get more revenue, get more profits. That's because in the end, we are in business because of money. If we you yeah. can generate money, it doesn't make any sense. So that's uh, always our goal, helping our clients and grow with them. Yeah, I love that. So tell us one of your best client success stories and why should someone want to be able to get in touch with you? Well, I can tell you that we have clients that have been with us since we started the company back in 2018. And they are still working with us after five years. And that's not usual in this space where companies are not happy or they prefer to create an in-house marketing team after they grow. But because of the kind of relationships that we establish with our clients, they are willing to continue working with us. And that is amazing for, for us. We try to build relationships the same way that you try to build relationships when you are selling uh, your services. Once you have a client, you have to maintain that relationship. So for us, it's uh, something very important. And that's uh, what we are proud about, that our clients stay with us for a long time. Why, why do they stay with you? Well, what makes you different? What's your USP? Well, focusing on the revenue and profits, that's uh, our USP. We don't care about irrelevant metrics. We do everything we do to get more profits. We care about not only about their marketing, although we are a marketing agency, we can help them with their sales processes because their offline uh, sales process is not well-defined. We will help them to get there although it's more an operations uh, thing and not marketing, we will help with that part because we want them to be successful because our success is measured by the success of our clients. So we will try to get involved as much as we can to make uh, that success happen. Very good. Now, if someone said, if someone listening to this message and they're hearing this for the first time, they're like, man, I really need some help in my legion. I need some help in growth and increase my revenue. And they want to get in touch with you to uh, acquire some of your services. What is the best way that they can get in touch with you? Well, they can visit our website, allmarketing.co, just C-O, no M at the end, allmarketing, A-L-L marketing.co. 
and uh, we offer a free consultation to everyone so they can just visit and uh, request a free consultation or they can reach to me on my email alex at allmarketing.co that is those are the the best ways to to reach out to me so alex at allmarketing.co or allmarketing.co is the best place to be able to reach you very cool. Well, Alex, this has definitely been a treat for me to be able to have you on today's show. I love uh, being able to interview amazing entrepreneurs that are doing big things. And you know, I, I will say, uh, you know, I, I want to pin, I want to hit on something really quick that I learned from uh, the famous Tony Robbins and small business owners that uh, are listening to this. If they don't know who Tony Robbins is, then they are living underneath the rock. But something I learned from him probably, you know, back in, I think it was 2007 or 2008, I was at a martial arts super show and he was speaking and essentially he was telling, uh, he was telling us that there are three ways to, to generate more revenue inside of your business. And these three things have definitely stuck with me for, gosh, my entire entrepreneur career. And I, I, I started my first business in 2007. And he said, the first thing is you get more clients. So the more clients you get, you sell them, you get more clients. You know, that's very evident and, and obvious. It's like, okay, go out there get more clients and be able to build your business. The second thing that you do is like you get your clients to pay more often. So it's like, okay, you create more offers within your, within your services. And you, you know, if you have one primary service, what is the next thing that you can get your clients to? And the more you can get your clients to continue paying, paying you for more stuff, you know, essentially they're going to trust you a lot more and want to stay with you more and stuff like that. But the third thing is you get your clients to pay more per per service. So increase the total per cost of your services and what it, you know, whatever you offer. So if you're charging $2,000, maybe bump it up to 2,500 or 3,000 or 5,000, whatever it is, but you increase the total revenue. And the reason I want to bring that up because, you know, something that I found valuable that you said was your clients are staying with you for a long period of time. And that's not happened by accident. That usually happens by design and it comes from customer service and it boils down to like, you know, when I'm talking about those three things I learned from Tony Robbins, it's really hard to get your clients to keep paying you over and over and over again, month after month or new product or new service if you're not taking care of your clients. And so if any listener out there is, you know, uh, you know, listening to what I have to say right now, it's a lot easier to maintain the clients that you currently have and, and really take care of them. Cause we can get in this mindset and be like, okay, I got to go out there and keep chasing, keep getting new clients. And I'll tell you what, that gets draining. That's tiring. You know, jumping on sales call, working on a new person versus just serving the ones that are already in your pipeline and that already trust you, that already believe that you can help them. The fact that you're keeping them for five plus years says a lot about you and what you have to offer. So I just want to commend you on that. And because they're just going to keep paying you month after month. So thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate that. And looking forward to more connection within our Business Leaders Network community. Thank you for listening to the Business Leaders Network show. J.R. Spear returns Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, stay committed to your goals and be resilient even through the most difficult times. Showing up every day, giving your best, and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission.